Is this show not great or is this show not great? I mean, it is so fun doing the Sunday card every week because we give you winners. That's all our job is to do, is give you what you need to be successful in picking games. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silbert, here with you. Lewis on technical difficulties, got a technical foul. It's NBA season, of course. I was so looking forward to, to his NBA over-unders. I really wanted to know. So we'll have to ask him next week like, what he took. But um, NBA started last or two nights ago now, and hockey's all in full-fledged. But, man, what's full-fledged is that we are just giving out winners. Three and two for the boys. Another one. And if you're not happy with that, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you think you're going – more than 66%, you're kind of nuts. Like, that's a really, really hard thing to do. That's the goal, Matt. It's three and two every week. Have a chance to hit some specials. And I know, once again, we took out a special that should have been there. But still, they got railroaded us, shock therapy, whatever. But still, I thought we had a good week. Positive weeks are always positive for that reason dan like you know he's trying to stack a bunch of three and two weeks together and then mm-hmm. look at that you know now we're ticking quite a few games above 500 now that's all you got to do you got to you're not going to get them all back in one week don't do the uh the sunday night hail mary try and win it all back on sunday night football or anything like that like that never works out well probably works out about if you listen so if you listened, it is great when it hits but if you listened that would have been nice you know you're not trailing exactly we're just trying yeah i we, you could have went heavy on Sunday night. That is for sure. That was money in the bank. Absolutely. No question. The the three and two weeks um, under the weather, seven and out. And that Just one was like cruising, so damn. easy. That was not even close. Like I felt nervous. The 37 and a half was such a low number. It wasn't even a problem with the Giants in Washington. The specials once again, just bite us with this freaking magic money line parlay. Like we we in the past would not have been afraid to get that ugly. Like we would have done that. We would have done bears and giants. Like we would have done it. We took the bears out. We should have never done it. Got greedy. Wanted to get a bigger plus sign in there, even though we were just needed to, to get ugly, like you said, but um, I do blame you a little bit. You went chargers first. You kind of, you, you know, you shocked me back to life. I had it written down, but you know, I could have, I could have maybe wavered, but I gave you, once, Broncos, once you were on the chargers too, it talked me right into getting them into the money line. I know. Yeah. It was, I tried to talk you back into the Broncos and you were like, just adamant. So there, I mean, talk about, I mean, we're running out of AFC West teams that I'll be betting on because like, whether we just posted like chargers out for us right now, out. the Broncos are another team. I, I haven't looked the Broncos way. I can't handle, you know, like, well, you get, you get big plus signs on your, your team uh, coming up. They're, they're a bad that. team. Art, I'm like always looking at Broncos like plus two every night. And I'm like, I, I can't do it. I just can't get there and watch it as a fan. Let's let's look at the week in review though. I know the fan part is tough, not for me. I'm very biased. But the the uh the fan part is tough. But when you win as a fan, Matt, oh my gosh, I felt alive again on Sunday. And I gotta give you credit because you did say for this money line parlay, you were like, if we were gonna take a big or a big dog. New England was the play. There's I and mean, there's a big one every week now. It seems like we've been really there's we're starting to see those six and seven pointers, you know, seven point dogs come through on the money line. And man, we have just more and more questions about the Bills. Not not your mm-hmm. Bills. The Bill and Bill are actually in tune now with uh mm-hmm. with Mac Jones. I do wish Lou was here so here to talk about uh that Mac Jones performance because it was not too bad. Not too bad out of him. 
No, he went from Macaroni Jones to to MacBook Pro. Like that's what he mm. was. Like that's mm. his cerebral computer brain just being amazing. That was it. That was we found out that Mac has it in him to do it now. Like so now string it together. And we also found out the Bills, man, they they have a lot to get over. Yeah, their injuries now in defense are, are glaring and um they're piling up on them and it's affecting them. They can't play nearly as well as they have been. Yeah, no question about it. So that was a winner for me on uh, in week seven. The other winners, the mind meld, Baltimore. I mean, was there ever an easier mind meld than that one? That was that was another one that was just easy early on. I was even just trying to get to where we we're going to go watch some games on Sunday, and you know, I was like, oh, I'll miss the first five to five to ten minutes, and Baltimore was up three scores. So that was just fantastic. First time I saw the score of the game, they're already up twenty-one nothing. They just ran away with it. It was a perfect spot. Yeah, perfect spot. Baltimore absolutely ran away with it. Lamar was outstanding. My last one, that one, I literally texted both my father-in-law and my brother, who's an Eagles fan, and said, Eagles and those Kelly Greens are winning by 14. Bingo. That was it. Like, it was so – and they didn't even play their best game. Like, Hurts was – and they still held the Dolphins to 10 points on offense. I mean, that was pretty good defense. That was, like, really good defense that they played. So – Eagles minus two and a half was like super, super easy for, for me. Unfortunately, in the loser column, we mind melded the just that we're off the chargers. Like they're done, right? Their defense is so bad. The defense, I mean, he is so on the hot seat. I hear Austin Eckler's not happy with him now. I think he's got to be out. I think in the next few weeks, I mean, talk about prime spot for a firing. If you lose to the bears this week. Oh, Look out. no, it's it's going down. I mean, I'm surprised McDaniels got on the plane with, with the Raiders losing to the Bears. <laughs> but but Staley, he might actually do it. I'm trying to see like we're, we're me and you are racing to the bottom with with Staley and McDaniels <laughs> just trying to figure it out. And then the other one, the Bucks. I mean, that as close as that game was, I never felt like I really deserved to be in it because the Falcons, again, inside the one inside the ten fumbling the ball like they should have put up a lot more points yeah Ritter just if he's not throwing three picks he's fumbling on the one yard line twice in a game which I don't know if I've ever seen before yeah that was absolutely brutal and then uh we talked about your winners man I mean we talked about your losers in in, in the Chargers but the winners we did Baltimore you took the ugly dogs and this should have been our money line parlay with the Giants and the Bears and you won the arm wrestling competition my friend you did it he did it ugly. He had the Bajan had like 168 yards passing, and it was I think he had like the lowest registered average depth of target, um, like the fifth lowest average depth of target in a win uh, over the past like, span of NFL. So I mean, it was a lot of running game. Deontay uh, Foreman had like 200 yards, and the Raiders, man, the Raiders just that's a bad loss. I don't that's know, really I, and then loss. and yet they still have that record. Like they are just Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. They are just two different teams from week to week. No, that told you everything you need to know about the Raiders. Like they're not, they're a hollow team. Yeah. Like, they're, there's they're no not, way. There's no way they could have been four and three. You were hundred percent right. Yeah. Any good team. They've had, a, they've got a very light schedule, I think so far. And they've gotten lucky in a, in a few. hundred percent. And the giants with also a win against commanders, that game we didn't even have to talk about because it was so gross. Uh, and we, and the under the weather hits with it no matter what. So that was great. And then you mentioned it, man, freaking Tomlin ripped your heart out for going against him. I know. I really thought that 
I mean, TJ Watt is such an impact player. TJ Watt, if he's not like, he starts it off with a pick. He doesn't even get, he's not even like him generating a, a fumble, <laughs> getting to the quarterback. Like he's getting a pick in coverage. I mean, he's just a game record and he just did it. Did it again to again, a poor offensive line of the Rams. And I really got to stick to my guns when I say things like if I listen to myself sometimes, maybe I, maybe I would, you know, win more. I was saying, I was like, I heard it in your, in my head, your voice saying that Rams online, that Rams online. And it was, it was dead for three quarters until it wasn't, it was incredible how that worked out. Um, so we both go three and two, the magic money line parlay loses again, one and six, but still the only down 1.9 units. So again, a win gets us right back in the green under the weather, seven and oh, we're not going to mention how Lewis went on three on, on, uh, veterinary. He's really in the hole real bad. Yeah. It's not, he's, did he get a new crystal? He needs a new crystal ball when he goes against a new laptop too. I don't yes. know. He needs a new, he needs something. I, I agree with you. Some some hex on on his house right now, but I got back to five hundred. So seventeen, seventeen and one. Matt, you're nineteen, fourteen, and one as well. So or I'm sorry, and two. Apologies. Um, what we're gonna do this week, Matt, is this is the week I think is appropriate to tier the league, because I think that at this point in the season we've got a big enough data set, we've got a big enough. Uh, sample size of competition where we've seen good matchups against good teams. Like we needed to see the Lions Ravens with the Lions for real. We needed to see, you know, Philly Miami was Miami for real. We needed to see a lot of those things. So I think now we can kind of put them to bed. So I think we went with four tiers each for each conference. So we'll do the AFC first. Um, I'll let you go first on this one, just because I'd like to see how you named these tiers. Yeah, so I was saying I had to get you always got something creative and cohesive story to tell with yours, and I'm usually a little plain Jane. So I channel channel my inner DJZ this week, and yeah. uh, it's we've got a kind of a ship theme this week. Um, you know, we got a lot of different boats here. Like we're you know, some teams are breaking out the life rafts. Some teams are you know, we're plugging some holes, and some teams you know, we're living that good cruise ship life. We're mm, I like that carnival. I like that. Okay, fantastic. So. Uh, with your AFC tiers at the top, what is it? At the top, like I said, we're cruising. We are cruising right now. We've got it all. We got we have a spa, jacuzzi, all you can eat, you know, pizza 24-7, Chiefs and Ravens. Chiefs and Ravens, that's it at the top. Yeah, that's I agree. That's exactly what I have. I called mine default Super Bowl favorites. Because I don't think any real team is is there like i do think like in the tier two and even tier three teams can go on runs in tier three teams can maybe go on a playoff run in tier two but my default super bowl favorites are kansas city and baltimore just because they're putting it together baltimore's healthy kansas city is what they are mahomes kelsey getting it back on track last week Kansas City's recreated themselves in another era of oh we're a very strong defensive team now and Mahomes is just gonna like these really long churn it out drives um and and burn clock at the end of the game because our defense is holding them to low scores like it's just another iteration of the Chiefs now. Completely, completely agree with with tier one. Tier two is what. Uh, except we're plugging some holes. We're noticing mm. we got a couple leaks in the boat here, and you know we're trying to take this to the playoffs, but we are plugging holes in it. You know, outside. Super Bowl shots on these teams, I feel like, as well yeah. as this category. We've got the Bills. I've clearly, I mean, you know, three weeks ago, if we tiered the league, I don't think they would have been here, but mm. we've seen some stuff out of the Bills. Like we said, their defense, Dolphins have been exposed defensively. 
the Jags. I'm not ready. They're they're running hot right now. I'm not ready to bump them up yet, but they they probably closer to the top of the this tier than the Bills and the Dolphins are. Browns, Steelers, and Bengals. I have basically the you rest of the AFC. You still have the Bengals in that that you like them. I did. They were your preseason Super Bowl favorite, and you've forgotten so quickly. I have not forgotten them. But I also say to you, as I say to you every week, then is then, now is now. Like, I agree with all the other teams you put in there because, except for the Bengals, I just put pretending to be good. That's my tier two. Those are those teams, pretending to be good. Cincinnati is not pretending. They are not very good. I'm confused by them into how they could be this bad. I think all of the pieces are there. I re- I just think that sure. they I mean they've been slow starters. Maybe I'm maybe I'm gonna just keep going. I gotta I mean, it's only week eight. Okay. They've only played six games. <laughs> they 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 have, and we've seen what they've done. I just I think they've gotten lucky in some of these wins, man. So we're we're disagreeing on that, but all the other teams, you're right. Buffalo totally pretending to be good. They are not honest. I don't think these teams are Super Bowl teams unless the Chiefs or Ravens back out because all these teams have issues. Miami's defense is terrible. Jacksonville is completely unproven. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where they are. If they can beat those top tier teams, Pittsburgh is like, it's like Ajita every week with them, you know. And Cleveland is starting BJ Walker in spite of Deshaun Watson, in place of Deshaun Watson. Is Deshaun Watson like nobody knows what their quarterback situation is? Deshaun Watson story. He he just never ceases to to come up with something new um for an nfl storyline i'll say that i mean it, it is so weird what is going on with him the steelers again it's like you just another team you just look at four and two right there's they're four and two unreal right now. and it's all how on tj watt how is it possible that's ridiculous that's ridiculous the, the browns were like we're a quarterback away they paid Deshaun a bunch of money and he's just like not gonna play because he's worried that he might get more injured even though the doctors are i don't know i don't know either Tier three. Tier three. Uh, break out the life rafts. We're, we're trying oh. to get this thing. We're trying to get this thing to the playoffs, and we're not quite there yet. We got to break What is tier rafts. four? It's like Castaway? Like, I want to I want to know tier there's, four. This is the life raft. They're, they're sinking to the bottom of the ocean, a.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> they're already they're already sinking. I like it. Uh, uh, so break uh, the Jets. We're trying to get this thing to the playoffs. We got to get Aaron back. Texans. Chargers, if we fire Staley and then like, you know, re-up on it, I probably I'm a little mad at myself with that. But again, it's like it's right there. Uh, and that's it. Oh, okay. I had a couple more teams in there. Dazed and confused is what I put in. These teams are wallowing, like they're teetering. They could make the playoffs. Outside shot, but a lot of things have to go right for for two. For most of these teams to make the playoffs, only one or two of them might. Jets, Houston. I put the Colts in there. I I, I thought that was going to be one. I put the Colts in there. Cincinnati, because I don't think they're just bad. I think they're just wallowing. The Chargers. Patriots. Yeah, I knew knew that was coming. I know. I'm like, like, there's two teams, the Colts, and and then it's screaming at me. All right, I get it. Yeah, Mac Patriots Jones, just back. because. Well, no, it's he's not back. that. It's because Patriots' schedule has been brutal, and their schedule is going to open up a little bit. 
And I don't trust you trust the Chargers. No. The Colts with Gardner Minshew. Houston, I could see them going on a run. Yes. And the Jets, the Patriots still, that's the one team that they can beat is the Jets. Depends on how the Jets do down the stretch because they've also played the tough part of their schedule. And then Cincinnati, I don't know what to do with. So I, I think the Patriots have just as good a shot as any of those teams. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I guess there are at the pro, you know, the, the the Bills or the Dolphins already have, you know, there's one of those is going to have the wild card spot pretty much locked up. And then, yeah, I don't know. I just see that they're they're crawling. What's the Patriots record right now? They're two and five, same as the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess when you put it in that way, when you put I it guess. that way. That's here for. Go ahead. I mean, I'm already not happy to have the Chargers where I have them. Um, I have the Colts. Again, I just think, I don't know, Minshew's not going to, like, magic this team up to to get into the playoffs. Uh, except we're sinking to the draft here. Uh, the Titans, obviously, they just traded one of their best defensive players away. Um, Patriots and the very bottom, the Broncos. Yeah, very bottom. Uh, we're racing to the bottom here. Raiders, Broncos, Tennessee are all in my probably just bad like that's probably just bad like they're just I, I cannot see even though the Raiders have three and four record like there's just no way that they're going to be able to make this playoffs with with the way that they're playing and the, the volatility which they play Denver congratulations on scraping by Jordan Love I don't I don't know what your I don't know what your trajectory is and Tennessee I don't think Bayard's the last move man like I think they could move somebody big. A lot of a lot of King Henry talk. I've heard King Henry, D Hop. Why not? You know, it's retool. Get some draft picks. I agree. NFC is a little easier. I think felt a little more straightforward. Um, so top top of the tier of the food chain, uh, Eagles, 49ers. I still had the lines in there, and I'm hoping you do too. You still got the lines at the top? No, no. no. I, I, these are actual Super Bowl favorites at tier one and San Francisco. Yeah. The Lions just proved to me that no, they're not ready. I mean, like they're good. They're not ready for the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not putting the Lions, I'm not giving the Lions a Super Bowl shot. They're not going into Philly in, in January and winning. They're not going into San Francisco in, in January and winning. I just I don't see it. Like they they we think they're tough. I think they think they're maybe a little tougher than they thought because they faced an actual tough team and got walloped. So, and they're not, they're not getting a home game in the playoffs against those two teams. Yeah. The secondary is really bad. And the rush off the rush defense got kind of exposed, which everybody was saying was very good, but I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. I'd still give them maybe a fair chance. I, I have them. Chance. I have them in tier two in the super bowl dreamers. Like they're a little sleepy. Yeah. Bowl, I guess like that's fair. Trendy dark horse pick. I have them in Dallas in that category. Okay. I have, I have really, yes. well, I guess, yeah. Plug and holes. I, I guess this one for me yeah, is, is playoff bound. It seems like, and, but very long shot at the Super Bowl. Cowboys, Seahawks, Falcons. I like the Seahawks, huh? Seahawks. Yeah. I, I like the Seahawks in the beginning and they're good. I just, I, I like, like the idea of the Seahawks. I like the <laughs> idea of the Seahawks, right? I feel like that's where you're at with the Seahawks. You're like, I could see it. But then you're kind of like looking past a lot of things. Like Tyler Lockett's getting old. He's like hurt again this week. Geno Smith's turning back into a pumpkin maybe a little bit. The defense is still super young and overperformed last year. But we're just looking past that because I like the idea of Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. Like she's a really attractive gal. And I like the idea of her, but a little crazy. 
Just we're ignoring some red flags. Yeah, totally. Like we are. Uh, my third tier is trying not to suck. That's literally <laughs> um, three of the four NFC South teams are in this. Tampa, Atlanta, and New Orleans. Um, the Rams. The Seahawks. Uh, which, for all intents and purposes of what you just talked about, Minnesota is also in this. Just because they won and beat San Francisco. But I feel like they could easily be in, in my tier four. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. The Vikings are trending up right now. So that's like, yeah, they got a little more respect in the past couple of weeks. They're one of the risers recently, but uh, breaking out the light, we're trying to make the playoffs kind of thing last, you know, shooting for the third wildcard spot. Rams, Vikings as well. Bucks, Saints, Giants and Commanders. Giants and Commanders are in I, that too. I, the, the NFC is so ugly. I, there is a legit chance. I like, Kind of back in the Giants the past couple of weeks have been impressed me, but that it's all as soon as Daniel Jones comes back, they're like, like Giants of Tyron, I'm 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 about like that's oh spoiler alert, the Giants are not in my five and they're not in my lanes this week because if Tyrod Taylor's playing, I could see it. Daniel Jones is playing, no, nah, probably not. So I gotta know. Uh my fourth tier is dropped the ball drafters now. Like teams that totally could have been good. And now they're just cooked. You know, they really don't have a shot. And I put Washington and the Giants in this because the Giants made, at least they made the playoffs last year and they screwed everything up in the offseason. Washington had a chance to be good and and they can't block. They're freaking awful. Uh, Arizona's not really a drop the balls drafter. They're just bad. Uh, they really should be in their own category as with them and Carolina really should be. Um, and then the Bears and Packers are also in this one. I think the Packers easily could have won the last two weeks and given themselves a shot, and they kind of screwed it up. And the Bears, Bears screwed it up with Justin Fields. So, yeah, well, he's on his, he's on his way back, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Packers are starting to be a little bit. I'm hearing a lot of is Lafleur actually a good coach? Was Aaron Rodgers doing a lot of this offensive play calling and changing? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Somebody else no, said that, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Jordan Love's been uh, not great. Been not great. I think he's got one of the worst completion percentages in the league. Um, so, but, yeah, but anyway, I've got the Packers here, Bears, Cardinals, and Panthers. And I, I, I had most of my other teams on top versus you. But, yeah, these four teams are – some of the worst, like I would honestly take any of the bottom four in the AFC than over the bottom four here for the most part. I feel like you would take because I had I had Vegas, Denver, Tennessee, and then you no, would see, say, I, got the, I got the Colts, I got the Colts, the path, oh, the bottom, the, so that's why I'm looking okay, at those, okay. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, sure, okay, sure. I take them so, but I'm just there. saying they are they are better than that. So, yeah, that's look, true. You're, a little cross examination. I like it, I like it going both ways. I like it both ways. Uh, Eight and five to the dogs last week. Eight and five to the unders last week. However, scoring was up. Uh, the unders were very low, as you recall. So only four teams scored less than 14 points last week. That was Washington, Detroit, the Raiders, uh, the Bucks. actually five teams, and Arizona scored less than 14 points. Twelve teams scored more than 21 points. And remember, we had that short board. So um, we only had 13 games, so 26 teams played. Week eight, just two matchups of teams with winning records. Jacksonville and Pittsburgh, Cleveland and Tennessee. 
or I'm sorry, Seattle. Not great matchups, I would say, like not sexy matchups, but like interesting. And not a single total over 47 points this week. Everything mm. is pretty lugging to match the low scoring we've seen this year, but maybe it makes you think a little bit, so maybe examine those a little harder. If you said scoring was up a little bit last week, maybe the market is still leaning under right now, but scoring might be on its way up continuously. Who knows? Uh, it might be. And those, I think the market's kind of trying to catch up to those underplays. So we both went three and three and two. Um, we both are doing quite well, but you are doing better. So the floor is back to you, my friend. Pick or punt. I am going to punt this week. I want to see. I again, we said it before the show, before we started recording with these people. I feel a lot of mind melts this week. If there's one thing I could say about looking at this board, if anybody has listened to this show and knows what kind of trends we like, like it was talking to me. It was screaming to me. Really. <laughs> it was a very clear message of what one continuous theme throughout this board this week that I couldn't get enough of. And I think I think I know what it is. We'll see how it goes. Matt, uh, so originally I, and I told you this this afternoon, originally I had the 49ers in here as my number four pick, but with the Purdy uh, situation and him probably not playing, to go with Sam Darnold, I've downgraded them into my leans category because the numbers come down to three and a half and five and a half. So with that being said, I had to put a new game in and this was it. And I think I, I just, I'm going back to principles, you know? I think it's time. I haven't gotten on this team yet this year, especially in the spot. And they've been dogs this year a lot. And I'm like, why haven't I been on them? It's time for me to get back on the train. I think it's time I rode on the raw, raw railroad. I'm going with the Steelers here. Plus two and a half against the Jaguars. I, I do like the Steelers. I don't love, here's what I say. I like the Steelers. I don't love the Steelers. But I do love Mike Tomlin as a home dog, and how could we not? Especially the fact that Jacksonville has won and covered four straight. So 16 and 10 straight up for, for Tomlin as a dog. 18, 5, and 3 against the spread at home as a dog. We know that's the best mark of any coach in the wildcard area era, excuse me. But it makes me even crazier that Jacksonville has covered eight consecutive road neutral site games and has covered against eight straight winning teams. So what better team to end all these streaks than the Mike Tomlin home dog spot? Jacksonville, as we talked about, they this game I think is going to come down to the fourth quarter, and it really will. And Jacksonville in the fourth quarter has actually been pretty good. They've scored the third most points in the fourth quarter all year. Pittsburgh allowing the ninth least um, in the fourth quarter. However, Jacksonville's given up the fifth most points in the fourth quarter on defense, and that's a spot where Kenny Pickett has shined the last few weeks. Deep in the fourth quarter, when you think your Pittsburgh bet is dead, Kenny Pickett brings it back to life. We also know that this is going to be one of the biggest tests for the Jacksonville O-lines in terms of pressure. Pittsburgh ninth in the league in pressure rate, seventh in quarterback knockdown rate, fifth in blitz rate they are going to try to get after lawrence who does have a little bit of a bum knee but i don't think it's as bad as people think especially with the time off that he's going to get i think he'll be okay but still he should be running around 
I do worry about Pittsburgh's ability to run the ball, but we've worried about that all year. We know about Jacksonville. They're good at the run defense, second in rush success rate. But again, that picket to Pickens connection, I think, has been incredible. Pickens, the last two weeks, 11 catches for 237 yards. He's been outstanding. And I trust that to continue mainly because Jacksonville does not get to the quarterback. 27th in sacks in the league right now. Some trends. Doug Peterson, 32-23 and 23 against the spread at home. Just 26-31 and 31 against the spread on the road. And Doug should run the ball in this game. I don't know if he will, considering his tendencies. He tends to get a little crazy on fourth down. We've seen that from him a lot. And I think that's where he can lose the game in this spot because that could be a big momentum shifter. How many times have we seen a team go into Pittsburgh, go do something crazy at the end of a game, leading, and and lose the game because of it? Baltimore a couple of weeks ago. Um, Both of these teams get takeaways, but Pittsburgh is more timely in those turnovers. They're always in clutch situations. And if you think this long West Coast trip that Pittsburgh just took is going to maybe take some stuff out of them, think again. From in games in which Mike Tom goes from Pacific Standard Time to Eastern Standard Time for a home game, he is undefeated. He has never lost a game in that situation. He's seven and zero straight up. He's five and two against the spread. Rah rah! The terrible towel train. Pittsburgh plus two and a half. I'm disappointed. This is only your number five pick. This is my number two pick, Dan. I thought, I mean, this is, this is, wait, this is, of course, this is a Tomlin spot. I mean, home underdog. I know we say it every week, I feel like, but we got to say it again. <laughs> 16 and 10 straight up as a home underdog. 18, five and three against the spread. 78.3%, mm. which is the best mark against the spread as a home dog in the wildcard era. Um, you And then you mentioned like, some, I mean, he's the king of all weird tra- uh, stats with, the, the West to East one being undefeated. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, and you talked about the Jags, like not only like the Jags, like in this, um, this road covering spot and, and covering against good teams. Uh, but they, I mean, they've just won and covered four straight weeks. So no matter the situation, you know, they, you know, over in London and everything else. So I just, I think the public is, is getting fat and happy right now on the Jaguars and the market's reflecting it. They did open as a favorite and then, or sorry, they opened as a dog and were switched to a favorite. Right. And there's a big thing again, guys, the action network have talked about this and follow this trend, which is basically, you know, when you feel like a team is uh, the public comes in on a, on a team that's overvalued and they hammer it and they move the line so much. Um, those teams that have opened as a dog and are now a favorite are 42 and 81 since 2019, six and nine mm. against the spread. So they do not hit at a very good rate because again, it's all, it's a lot of recency bias in those betters coming in and moving that, uh, that short line over. So getting them at two and a half here, I think is great. I was looking, I saw a, a thing that Deontay Johnson was left practice or did not practice today which concerns me after just getting him back last week. Cause I think that as good as Pickens been, I think it's, you know, Fryermuth was getting back. He's also hurt again. So it's like, they were just about to like get going, but again, it goes with the defense. It goes with TJ Watt. Um, so I, I think that they are more than capable um, of getting after this Jaguars offensive offensive line, which I think has looked covered up because they haven't played any good pass rush in, in, in recent weeks. Um, they've, they've but played- I think, I'm sorry. They they played two good pass rushing teams this entire year, Buffalo and Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, I think they were only held like 20 points in the game. I don't remember yeah. actually. It was the Buffalo, London game. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo was the other one where, you know, <laughs> Buffalo just got off to like a God awful start, you know, and had a chance to win at the end. So. 
Jaguars are the only team I could say that, you know, the London game, the London game. London game. I mean, she's uh, uh, hilarious. So not really a road game for them now in Pittsburgh. I think that will make a big difference too. They're on the road. Like this is a good spot for Pittsburgh. So I'm glad we're on the same page. I had a feeling it's, it's the spot. I mean, again, we just, we have to do this. We yeah. have to do it. We have to do it. There's a lot of, we have to do is this week. Um, I don't think we're going to be on a mind meld on this one here. Um, but I do think that we will end up being maybe in agreement. I don't know. This is your average Joe's game of the week. These two teams are so average. It's ridiculous. But the bottom line is the Indianapolis Colts don't do anything well. They just don't. I'm taking the Saints minus one in Indianapolis. This is a tough game to have to watch. But look, Matt, I mean, I watch the Colts and I'm like, this is the worst team to ever root for because they literally are the most boring team in the league from the uniforms. Although they tried to mix it up last week, those things were ugly to, to just the way they play. They don't blitz at all on defense. The least amount of blitzes in the league. They play very vanilla coverage games. They have a passing attack that runs almost zero play action, but they have the ninth most, most passing attempts in the league. They have the seventh most rushing attempts in the league. They are as predictable as can be. And yet somehow they're the only team in the league that scored 20 points in every game. It just makes no sense. It, they literally make no sense, this entire team. And, and I think they're going to get exposed this week. Um, eight turnovers in the last two weeks because of Gardner Minshew, mostly. Plus, this New Orleans defense is going to be primed to shut down this offense, particularly in the run game. Indianapolis has the ninth most rushing yards in football and the fifth most rushing yards after contact. Yet somehow they only have two broken tackles on rushes all year. This defense is going to come at them fast and hard. New Orleans is sick versus the run. They've given up less than 100 yards per game. Only 12, 11 other teams can say that in the league. They've given up just three rushing touchdowns. It's the second best in the league. And in terms of a, a, a stat called expected points added by their rush defense, they're third in the league. They're only one of only three other teams that's getting 20 points or more in that category of expected points added by their rush defense. This is the perfect defense for Carr, too, to just sit back, check it down to Kamara, because that's all they're going to give him. And he'll be perfectly happy to do that. And then they're going to run the football. This is the 21st-ranked rush defense in the league. And Grover Stewart, one of their best defensive linemen, is suspended. So this is not a great Indianapolis defense uh, in terms of rushing. They also have given up the most rushing touchdowns in the league. They've given up 12 rushing touchdowns this year in seven games. New Orleans also great road team, 31 and 14 on the uh, straight up and against the spread 28, 16 and one uh, over the last five years. And, and man, these Minshew numbers, man, a Evan Abrams of the action never gave up some, these are bad. Minshew on extended rest. Owen uh, versus teams on extended rest, excuse me. Owen three straight up, losing by 12 and a half points a game. He's three and 10 straight up in games with a spread of four or less. And when teams score 20 points or more, Gardner Minshew's one and 15 in those games. Like, this is not good. So I I'm taking the Saints here in a little bit of a buy low spot. And I know that the Saints were a, were a dog and now they're a favorite. I still like them. I just, can't get my mind around the Colts and I've been meaning to bet against them. I think this is a good week to do it. 
this is, I mean, I am not even, I haven't looked at this game really much at all. This is, this is hideous, Dan. This is like the corner TV of corner TV games. We got a full slate. This one's going to be hard to watch. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I, I, I got a little lost when you were talking about the Colts being the most boring team ever. And I, I thought you were describing the Saints. I mean, they really are the same team. So as far as like their offense, like car, I, offensively, I maybe. Like, yeah, offensively, I, I, it, the Saints, I think, are far worse. At least Gardner Minshew is a little bit like of a wild card to watch as far as more entertainment. I think the Saints offense is maybe the most painful offense to watch currently uh, in the NFL outside of maybe the Panthers, as we said. But um, good for you. Good on you. I got nothing on this one. Yeah, that's good. I, I had a feeling you were going to be way off on this. I just like the Saints yeah. defense, man. I just think they're going to force – Terms, although we like the Browns defense last week, I mean, it it's it's just mind boggling that they were able to do that. I think they come back to earth. Number, well, I guess this is your fifth, I guess. Yeah, this will be my fifth here. And um, again, I might have led it to it earlier when uh, we were tearing the league, but these New York Giants, man, these New York Giants oh, are man. catching me in a certain way. I think Dable is actually coaching them up a little bit. And in the New York, New York matchup, I got to go with the home team here, right? I mean, it's a it's a home dog catching three points. I know it's obviously a little bit of a it's a it's a neutral field, really, uh, as they're both the home team. But I just think the Jets have been getting by a little bit. You know, they're getting teams in some bad spots, and this defense, as good as they play, sometimes like they are super turnover reliant, and they have been very very fortunate with the turnovers recently. I mean, they they're averaging they're averaging almost two and a half turnovers a game which is the second highest in the NFL behind the Jaguars we talked about already. Um, and I just think that obviously I'm, I'm waiting on Daniel Jones and Tyron Taylor news, but if Tyron Taylor plays in this game, like he, we talked about him last week, how he takes care of the football and he's one of the least, uh, his lowest turnover percentages in, in the NFL history uh, of qualifying quarterbacks. So I, I think that they've been, you know, they've been giving up the Jets have been giving up five and a half yards per carry the past three weeks. The Giants are getting that run game going. Um, they're getting their offense going. I think Waller's going to be able to have a good game against this Jets defense as well. Um, they are allowing 22 first downs a game over the last mm-hmm. three weeks, which is the third lowest. And then they're getting those timely turnovers in the end zone, but they are allowing teams to move the ball. On them. And let's not forget about Mr. Zach Wilson, who, yes, he has made improvements, but this is a crazy Zach Wilson stat. He is still bottom of the barrel when it comes to quarterback play in the NFL. 38 quarterbacks have had 300 plus plays since the start of last season. Zach Wilson has the lowest EPA per play completion percentage and success rate of any of those 38 QBs. Oh God. You think those three categories are pretty important for winning football games. It's one of it's, they're all like the major metrics for how judging an offense, not to mention this game is a super low total game. I believe it is 38 right now. Am I wrong about that? 36 and a half. 36 and a half. So I think it, I think it might've opened at the beginning of the week at 38 and it's been a move a lot. 36 and a half underdogs in these spots are obviously more likely to cover Um, betting dogs in low total games, games with below a 42 over under the underdog is 160, 102 and five hitting at 61% since 2018 this season. They are 23-8-1. and 23-8-1 to the underdog in all games with a total below 42, which, again, 
we've been saying how low the totals are getting. So like, keep an eye that also qualifies for a couple other teams. I won't spoil it now in case we get to it, but um, I, I just think this is a great spot to take the giants as a team that is trending up versus a team of the jets that I think has been scraping by and maybe we'll overlook the giants a little bit. I think they might be getting a little on their high horse. This game is me at a pretzel, man, because you, you talked about the quarterback situation. Like, and even if you go to Tyrod Taylor, Matt, they've scored what? 23 points in two games. Like with them like it's it's and and let's look at the jets i mean the jets defense yeah that maybe they're not the greatest in the middle of the road they've been playing some tough they played patrick Mahomes. they played eagles like like they had a tough schedule so that's where my brain just gets away from this game i'm like i don't want anything to do sinatra is not singing at this one like he is not <laughs> singing here this is this is not you know madison square garden the metlife stadium like this is we are not in the main event. This is not the main event. I'm sorry. Like, I, I can't get anywhere. I'm kind of like the New Orleans indie game with you. Like, I don't want anything to do with this. That's fair. I was sitting there criticizing that last pick as if I was about to pick this game coming up next. Like, as if this <laughs> wasn't staring me right in the face. So, I'd know. rather watch Jack Wilson than Dan and Tyron I am actually excited for this game. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> I actually do, too, just because it's really a dumb off of, fan bases as well so i was here the fandom the fandom is just going to be fantastic to watch yeah. but i'll get your favorite new york fans in a room together for this one it'll be great cannot wait for that uh this next one we've talked about home divisional dogs um a lot over the years and we're gonna go to this again because all indications would tell you that this team coming off a big win it should kill this other team man it's ugly, but you're telling me that Kirk Cousins right here, after having the game of his life, like Monday night, we talked about this where we disagreed in the leans, right? Like you were like, four yards are going to kill him. I'm like, I don't know. And then you kind of talked me out of it. And I was like, they Monday night football was tricky because they went right out after the Vikings scored. They started playing Freed on on like their commercials and uh, outward i'm like oh no kirk cousins is winning this game like this is this is it and that man had the game of his life on a in a spot where he poops his pants every time and now they're one and a half point favorites in green bay like this is too easy man like this is the spot i'm i'm thinking this is a mind melt mind melt i was gonna say this is my number three this is, this is okay. my number three pick as well uh, i mean it's perfect this is a great spot to fade the Monday night winner, especially when the Monday night winner is Kirk Cousins. And, and and think about the games that the Green Bay Packers have lost. Like, they went on the road to Denver, easily could have won that game at the end and screwed it up at the end. Easy, went on the road to Vegas on Monday night football, could have won that game, screwed it up at the end. Then they lost to Detroit at home on a Thursday night. But Jordan Loves had the two highest uh, passing yard outputs of his, of his season at home. And now he's going up against a team that's 31st in completion percentage on defense and 28th in passer rate on defense. Minnesota blitzes more than anybody in the league, and they never get home. They never get there. Like, they they can't do it. Um, and, and Green Bay, if you look at them, they're they're right outside the top 10 in, in pressure rate allowed. So, you know, to me, I think this is a great spot for them to get right. Plus, that Minnesota offensive line stinks. They've given up the third most pressures in football. By the way, all they're going to want to do is throw the football. And Green Bay is 11th as well in pressure rate on defense. I love the front of Green Bay. I know that they're banged up in the secondary. 
but I think they're going to get Jair Alexander back. I think Devondre Campbell might also come back this week. So, um, Look, the front's good. You look at the Packers, top 10 in the league in opponents passing yards per game, opponents passing yards per attempt, third down defense. Like, they're top 10 in all those categories. And even though they're one of the worst rush defenses in the league, Minnesota is awful at running the ball. Like, Cam Akers can't do anything. Cam Akers is supposed to come over and help Alex Madison. They haven't done anything. Um, Minnesota. Cam Akers had a worse yards per carry than Alexander Madison last He year. did. That was like terrible. And and lo and behold, the fact that how many turnovers did San Francisco give up? Like that's totally not San Francisco. Christian McCaffrey fumbling the ball alone. Christian McCaffrey fumbled, and then I like again we like Brock Purdy is now in the concussion protocol, and like they think it happened on the hit that he then threw two consecutive interceptions. Like I think he was concussed in that game, and that's what he literally right after the play that they think he got hurt on. We're like back-to-back interceptions. By the way, the 49ers stat that comes up every week about the teams that play the 49ers a week before is like incredible. It actually blows my mind. Since the start of last season, teams that play the 49ers the week before are 4-19 the next week. They're 5-16-2 against the spread the following week. Matt, how about Cousins coming off a short rest? 2-7 and seven in his last nine starts against the spread and this one blew me away. In the last 20 years, teams that won as a dog the week before and then are on the road as a short on short rest, 28 and 68 straight up. That's 29%. That one gave it to me right there. And you know what else you're going to give me? You're going to give me that high, stinky cheese. That's what you're going to give me because I'm taking the pack and I'm getting back against Cousins and the Vikings. Yeah, I mean this is this is a massive uh, pros Joe spot. I mean the money the money is is, is I think the tickets are at about sixty percent. I'm trying to pull it up now. Uh, uh, fifty-seven. Oh, it's actually switched a little bit now, but still heavy, heavy money on the, the Packers. Fifty-seven um, percent of the tickets now in Green Bay. Ninety-three percent of the money. Mm. Uh, but earlier, earlier today and yesterday, that was like. 57%, 60% on the Vikings for tickets wise and like a 70, 70, 80% um, on the, the Packers money. But I mean, they're, there's they're coming in heavy now on the Packers. Um, like I said, I think it's just a great spot. And it's, a, you know, selling high, it, it's a perfect sell high on the Vikings and a buy low on the Packers because nobody wants to touch the Packers right now because um, they, they have looked pretty bad. Um, you mentioned uh, how Minnesota blitzes a ton. They don't get home, even if they were to get through. Love has been actually really had good success rate against the blitz this year. I think it keeps him from, it gets him the ball out faster. He has a problem holding the ball, trying to go deep with it. And then he's got like one of the worst completion percentages of balls, you know, further down the field. He loves throwing that ball. Um, he's got the highest eight out of the league and the worst completion percentage. So, you know, that'll tell yeah. you he's better on the blitz because he gets the ball out fast and shorter, more accurate completions. Uh, and all the stats, Kirk Cousins, I, this is another one too. It's just Kirk Cousins coming off of a win, just winning a game. The next week, Kirk Cousins, 29, 42, and two against the spread. I mean, he is the worst, or sorry, the second worst um, in the last 20 years as far as coming off a win besides Jay Cutler. So oh, it, 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 it's a great spot. It's a great spot to just pick that cheese. Like, the, it's been graded a little bit. I, was like, I feel like we're, you know, we're picking up <laughs> off the floor. We're picking up like graded cheese now. It's, you know, our, our, our cheese head is, has been graded a little bit. So uh, it's shredded cheese this week that we're going to piece back together. A little, little Pecorino Romano, like just mm. a little layer of that, you know? Unbelievable. We, I, look, man, the, the weird thing is the line 
we've been talking about the Packers' money is on it, but the line has gone up towards the Vikings. Because it was at one, now it's at one and a half. So that's kind of interesting. That is confusing to me. I, I, I'm not that would, little reverse line move is also not making me feel great. But again, I, I feels right to fade Kirk in this spot. Yeah, I, 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 you have to do it. I think this is the perfect spot. Um, so I'm on my number two. I think I've taken your two and your three and your something your five. We've heard as well, right? Right. So I'm still giving out my four right now. That's what I'm. I'm like all over the board with uh, give out with, your with four. my order this week. So my four, which I actually I messed up my numbers here. I got two number ones in this thing. I don't even have a number four, <laughs> but this is the number four. Just because we're going to continue the theme, the theme that we saw on this board that had to be screaming at you the same way it was to me, Dan. I know you said that Washington can't block anybody and they're going to get one of the worst. <laughs> of the league, but we got to take the Manders, the Washington Manders plus six and a half. Uh, this is a little plus bit of seven a, again, now. Plus seven. Oh, it's up to seven. Yeah. Even I just saw seven. We'll take that. Absolutely. Um, that is the biggest concern. We'll start. We'll say miles. Uh, the biggest concern is obviously the Eagles front seven versus Washington. But I mean, they played this game already this year. Washington only lost by three. And in that game, Howell was sacked five times and they still were able to keep it within three. Uh, uh, they, they were able to put up over 365 yards of total offense on the Eagles ran for over hundred yards. And it's not even like the Eagles, how they've lost these games recently. The Eagles had no turnovers in that game. Meanwhile, Jalen hurts. We see him with a knee brace on last Sunday night in the second half, a little concerning. He's not in the injury report at all this week, which is interesting. Um, but I mean, you see him playing with a knee brace that tells you all you need to see is that he's clearly not comfortable and he's been turnover prone. He has five, he has five interceptions and a fumble over the past three games. I mean, he has been really careless with the football. Um, like I said, I mean, this line was it back. The fact it's back to seven is great. It was, um, you know, it was eight and a half when they played in Philly. And now, mm-hmm. so now getting at seven, one and a half point line movement, I think that you're getting a little bit of value there too. Like again, and they covered That's that a great point. within three points. So I, I think, you know, a point and a half for the home field advantage flip, I think is, is maybe a little bit of an undervalue there. So I think that there's some points there to be had. Yeah, this is a little bit of a, a, a Ron Rivera has a little bit of a rah-rah in him sometimes too. Uh, I, lo- I love, you know, to see this. 24-15-1 uh, and one, uh, against the spread as a dog in his own division. And that is 8-4-1 while with this Washington team. Uh, and then we also talked about how bad Hurts is on the road versus when he is at home. Hurts at home, 15-6-1 and one against the spread. He's the third best out of 91 quarterbacks over the past, since 2020. Uh, road and neutral games, he is 9-14. Uh, 89th out of 91 quarterbacks since 2020. So I, I think that I know that the Eagles, you know, they're riding this roller coaster now. You have to, they lose that spot to the Jets, which, uh, you know, we had nailed. They blow out Miami like we had nailed, but I think that this is another spot that you got to take Washington here. This And this is just a team that they always play close. Second divisional game, so they've already, they're more familiar. I think that it also leads to being a closer game uh, than even before. So uh, we're going to take Washington here as a home divisional dog. Well, I was right at the beginning of the show. Before we even got on the air, I said, Matt, if we don't have a mind melt on my number one pick, then I don't know what we're doing. This is my number one pick of the week. We promised we would do it. You told me weeks ago, you say, remind me to take Washington against Philly when it's at home. Okay? Like, you told me that. I actually have a 
about a 10% chance of going to this game. So I'm possibly it's a, it's, it's in the, it's in the works, but we promised we would do it. And now Matt, the biggest thing of all is this is your classic sandwich game. I mean, this is Philly coming off the Sunday night when they play Miami. Guess who they play next week? Dallas week next week. Dallas week next week. And they're at home. Now they're on the road against Washington, who's been terrible. And Hertz is nursing an injury. And Blaine Johnson's nursing an injury. I mean, this is perfect. This is a, this is a spot that we live for. Six of the last nine matchups between these two teams have either resulted in a Washington win or has stayed within the seven points. I think what Washington did the best thing with Philly is they kept him from running the football last matchup. They only had 104 yards rushing. Philly was four for 12 on third down. They had 11 penalties in the game. That really hurt him. And you talk about the turnover problem with Hurts, right? Two more giveaways last week. You know, Kalen Hurts is tied for the league league in interceptions. He's got eight interceptions this year. Um, plus, Washington's going to get at Washington's got 23 sacks. That's the top five. It's top five sack team in the league. But like I said, Matt, this problem is this Washington O-line. 40 sacks in seven games. The league record is 76. We're not even halfway through the season, and they're more than halfway there. So this is tough. Matt, do you realize that last time they played, the Eagles had 27 pressures? 27. That's insane. But, you know, I, I do think we can combat that a little bit. I think that if, the, if, if Washington can run the ball, that's a big if. But they do do a much better job of doing that. And then get some quick passing game going, whether that's over the middle or deep balls. Because a guy that has killed the Eagles the last couple of weeks, the last couple of times they played, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin in the last three games against the Eagles has averaged seven catches per game and has averaged 105 yards receiving per game against the Eagles. Let Philly make the mistakes. Let them take Washington lightly because of the injuries, the tougher opponents. That's a recipe for a close game. You mentioned the Ron Rivera stats. Also with the spread, Matt, I'm going to tell you something right now. Spooky things happen this weekend. You know what this weekend is, obviously. It's heading right into Halloween weekend here. So if we win this game, I think we're going to be werewolves in Washington. I think that's the thing this week. Be a werewolf in Washington because if we win, we're going to be Sam Howland, baby. That's what we're going to be doing. Sam Howland at the moon with our werewolves in Washington. Plus seven, man. I love this pick. Yeah, I mean, this is just, again, jumped right off the board to us. We called our shot a few weeks ago. We did. We absolutely did. So I've got my number two. You've got your number one left, right? I believe. Yes. Okay. I kind of want to go first then because I, I'm curious in your number one. You're going to hate my number one, I think. I can't wait. That, that makes me even love it even more to just scowl at it. Because my number two is pretty easy. Because this is my big favorite that I'm punching with. The over by halftime game. Matt, for the first time in five years, we have a Monday night football game in the Motor City for the Detroit Lions. Is there a better bounce back team to go up against than this garbage Raiders team? Like the Lions... I can't even explain it to you how bad this defense is for the Raiders and how pissed off the Lions are going to be in this game. 
Matt, they're wearing the uh, 50s, 60s helmets, like the throwback helmets with mm. all grays, the all grays in Ford Field Monday night for the first time in five years for the Lions. Like, are you kidding? This is going to be a madhouse. Look, all Detroit wants to do is you've talked about this in the past, set up the run or set up the play action game by running the football, right? And I know David Montgomery's probably not going to play in this game, but Craig Reynolds is, and Jameer Gibbs is as well. So they do have that that monster in the back. Gosh, I mean, this this Vegas rush defense is brutal. 24th ranked rush defense in the league. We go back to that stat, expected points added by rush defense. The Raiders are dead last in that category, and they're the only team they have 30, minus 30 points of expected points added by their rush defense. It's horrible. Raiders also 29th red zone defense, 30th in pressure rate with Max Crosby. And by the way, the worst turnover differential team in football. They have minus 10 in turnovers. They have zero forced fumbles this year. Zero. And I know a lot of that can be credited to Jimmy G because he's turned them all over a ton. But even so, Jimmy G might be playing in this game. Uh, He might be coming back. How can you be a team with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs and be the 30th ranked scoring defense, the scoring offense in the league, the last ranked rushing offense in the league. And by the way, not only are, is the Raiders the last team in the league, worst team in the league in rush yards per game, the Lions are second in the league in rush yards per game allowed. Like it's, it, this is like easy. This is so easy. An angry football team, gets to take out their frustrations on a team that just lost to a D2 quarterback that plays for the Bears. Like, what are we talking about here? We talked about it. First Monday night football game in five years, and Goff is back at home. This is where we love him, right? Goff back at home, indoors, the numbers we know. We've talked about the splits for three weeks. But he's also pretty good at night too, Matt. He's 14-10-1 against the spread in night games. Three and one with the Detroit Lions. He's also 13 and eight against the spread off of a loss with Detroit. 10 and four when that loss comes, and then they play a home game the next week. Matt, all I can say is this silver and black, gonna get a heavy dose of silver and blue this week. Monday night in a Motor City. Where else would you rather be? Lions minus eight against the Raiders. Barry, you're Barry McDaniels under the under under Motor City I this am. week. I think, uh, like you said, surprising on the plane last week. Maybe maybe not so much this week. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have a pick in this game. This certainly is my number one pick, but um, I, I can like the spot. The one thing that makes me a little nervous. I was just checking the tickets and money are ninety seven percent on Detroit. That makes me tickets sick. and money. I mean that is lunacy. We'll see. Obviously, it's a Monday night games, so maybe not getting as much action down on it early versus Sunday games, but. We'll have to see how those numbers uh, fall come come game time, but that is that is the only concerning part about this. Again, I I totally agree. I, I think even the one thing that they have on defense is Max Crosby going against one of the better offensive lines in football. I think they should be able to dominate them, like running the ball and pass protection, and everything. So I I could see the Lions. I, the Lions team totalness over that would be a nice pick in this one. I think as well. I agree, and and I think there was a stat like the three highest spreads that Jared Goff's ever been as a favorite. He's covered all three, so mm. um, so that's another one. He covered an earlier one, which we were on uh, minus ten against the Panthers this year at home. So I, I liken the Raiders to the Panthers. I mean, yeah, they got Adams and yeah, they got Jacobs, but 
the way they play is like that. So I'm taking the Lions and now numero uno. Well, you think that this team is dead. I think it's just about time for these Tigers to come out of their cage and uh-huh. roar and let them, let the people know that they are back. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals plus four against oh, the 49ers this I week. I hate that. And I, I know because you said you took the 49ers out. I hate that. No, I think that this is a great spot for the Bengals. I really do. I think coming off of the bye, this should be the time. Like Burrow, he looked good the week before Seattle, moving the ball, pushing it downfield. Because it was against Arizona. Um, they end up getting that covering in Seattle was most because their defense, but that's a little bit of a reason why I'm also making this bet is the defense Brock Purdy. I did just check some, some injury reports. Brock Purdy did practice today on Thursday. So that's interesting, yeah. but I just don't think he's going to clear the concussion protocol going into the concussion protocol on Tuesday. I don't think NFL going to let him play. We haven't really seen that at all this year um, with much stricter concussion protocols that everybody's missing at least a week. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that they are going to allow anybody to be playing on the same week, especially on a short week for Brock Purdy. So you're going to get Sam Darnold in there. And I get that people might want to back the 49ers with the system, the system, the system. But I do think that Purdy is a significant step up over Sam Darnold. That's first they will be without Debo Samuel. And I just look, Trent Williams did not practice Thursday after Shanahan on Wednesday said we are hoping and most likely expecting to have Trent Williams back at practice on Thursday. He did not practice, not even in a limited fashion. So I think that that is huge. That offensive line without Trent Williams is not very good. And I think Cincinnati's defense can bring some pressure here. Not to mention, you know, again, the defense is such a key part of this. You have Lou Anarumo with an extra week to prepare. And I think that he is great in these spots. They blitz at a top 10 rate and they get pressure at a top 10 rate. They're not blitzing mindlessly like the Vikings are. Um, you know, they've limited in past years. They limited the Chiefs multiple times. You know, that Seahawks game, I know, was a little bit of ineptitude from uh, the Seahawks themselves, but you know, that defense didn't make the plays to stop them in the red zone all those multiple times in the second half. Um, that's you know, some some other trends for this one, too. I think, um, 49ers have covered the spread in 10 consecutive home games dating back to last season. That is the longest home cover streak in the NFL. An 11th straight win would be a home streak record in the last 20 years wins or losses by any team so i think that maybe this is a great spot to pick a home upset they've been riding at home and burrow is great later in the year dan this is why i'm not giving up on them they are so good down the stretch they are slow starters to the season uh burrow period as an underdog of three points or more is 14 and two uh he is 16 and seven against the spread um as a dog averaging a cover of 4.4 points per game Um, over the past two seasons as well. Joe Burrow from week seven on when he starts to get his rhythm and get his timing back going from week seven on Burrow is 13 and six against the spread 65%. And that's four and one against the spread as a dog in those games after week seven. Uh, Not to mention, we said we are getting Sam Darnold in here. Sam Darnold as a favorite hasn't covered a game since 2021 when he played against Davis Mills and the Texans. So give me the Bengals defense here to dial it up with no Trent Williams, no Debo Samuel for a team that's going to get pressure. And Debo is that hot route receiver to get it out fast for this team. McCaffrey's going to play. He's got the oblique, but I don't think Purdy's going to be. And I think it's going to be darn. Or anti Higgins for that matter. Cause Higgins has been a little banged up as well, but I think that off the bye, I think this is a great spot for the Bengals offense and defense. 
Oh, I don't see it. I look, you you could say everything you want, Sam Darnold and, and the rest of it, Matt. This is a bad rush defense. Like the worst part of Cincinnati is is their rush defense. And and that's I think where they're gonna get exposed. I mean, 29th in yards per carry. They're 29th in yards per game on the ground. Like this is a team that just cannot stop the run. And I, I know they got a week off to prepare and Burrow throwing the ball down the field against this defense where they're going to get pressure. Like, you know, eh, this is, this may not be a very high scoring game. I agree with you. I think that, and that might bode favor to, to, uh, to Cincinnati, but also coming off two straight losses. Like you don't think San Francisco is going to be a little angry, little, little upset. I think the four points I, I do like, they're not in the money line parlay. I'll tell you that. But like I think Thank they God. keep this within three. Hmm. Okay. I don't like it. I smell a rat. Mm. Well, all right. All right. Fair yeah, enough. At, this is this is my public dog too. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, seventy four percent of the tickets on Cincinnati, seventy eight percent of the money. And this is your number one play. I just I think I I. It's a burrow stance. It's a burrow stance. It's a burrow stand. All right. It's He's burrow. been one of the worst quarters. He's got to be better. He's got to be better. He didn't just lose that match. He's got to be. He's got to be. All right. Uh, fair enough. Leans. I had a lot of them. I had a lot of leans. Uh, I don't know where they went, but I can just go off of it. You want to go ahead? Uh, I only have two, really. Uh, three. I thought about laying a big number with Baltimore. You said big favorite. I do think Baltimore can steamroll Arizona. Are you on Arizona? Oh, we'll be on Arizona. I, 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 I let, that's your big dog against a team that had a big win last week. Like I kind of like it. Do- Arizona has been really like Dobbs has been figured out now. Like, you know, you get the backup quarterback lasts so long. It's a little bit like Minshew too. Like you said, when going against teams that have extra time to prepare for him, like I just think this Ravens defense is rolling so heavy right now. And back when Lamar, you know, back when the Ravens were dominant a couple of years ago, this they would go in and just smack around these these really bad teams. Um, and I think that their offensive defense is going to get going right at the same time. So I just think that they could smack them up and down. Um, almost force Houston in here, minus three. I mean, oh, I saw again, that num- coming. Number one, number two matchup. Like, how do you not? Like, I just love Houston here. I think this Carolina team is still dead as a doornail. And then um, I couldn't, I couldn't get behind the dual quarterback threat of Mike Vrabel with having, with having Mike Malik Willis and uh, Will Levis apparently going to play that game. I just, I couldn't do it. I think Will Levis is starting. Will Levis is starting. I think he see, he came out and he refuted reports that said that he was starting and he was like, I never said that you might see them both play, which is just not what's it's one of those things that it's like not better to have two of than one. Like it's not good to have two quarterbacks to play this game versus just having one. Who would you rather go into the game with? Will Levis, Malik Willis, dual quarterbacks, or Desmond Ritter? <laughs> Probably the dual quarterbacks. The dual quarterbacks. I feel like, too, you know, at least you mix it up. Fine. Uh, Houston's up to three and a half. Mm, That's glad interesting. I got, glad I got three. Yeah. And then Baltimore's up to nine and a half now. Wow. So, yeah, that one's moving heavy too. That one's moving. I do like my, my first instinct was Arizona. I bet it. I cashed out because I was like, no, 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 no. I, so I no, started doing no. a little research. And I said, uh, we're out. I can't get Baltimore thirty, Arizona twenty-one, and, and hit that. I feel like I can get there. They're not putting up twenty-one points. Well, the Baltimore. garbage time. Garbage time. 
They might get a late touchdown. Uh, the back door, man. I like your Denver Broncos. That's I an, did, yeah. I'm that's glad we both stayed away, though. Yeah, I couldn't put it in the five because I'm like, this is so gross. But then part of me is like, man, Mahomes owns the West. And snow. It's going to be snow in that game. So be interesting. You know, a little bit. Maybe mixes it up. It's fun to watch, at least. But And that's the thing, too. I mean, Russ versus this defense looked really, really bad when they played Thursday night a couple weeks ago. He looked, like, lost. That's very true. Uh, the other lane, Seattle, minus three and a half at home against the Browns. I think it's yeah. I think it's time for just to like get rid of the Browns a little bit here. I just said yeah, not, I didn't like the way that number moved because like I said it was like two and a half early in the week and I couldn't get like spending a full point over a key number. I, I kind of there. I'm a, I'm a little all over the place in that game too. I don't know. San Francisco, as we mentioned, and then uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert are all hurt. So. It- we did leave two divisional dogs out. We were screaming divisional dogs, and we stayed away from two ugly ones. But um, yeah, no Tyreek. If no Tyreek, if no Tyreek Hill, nine and a half for the Patriots is is kind of crazy. And I think you got to go money line there, right? I mean, if you it, it's a big number, and Tyreek's not there, Jalen Waddle's got a back issue. Raheem Mostert and Achan might not play. Like that's a whole new team now. Yeah. Oof. That's you, that might that might have to be a consideration. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, speaking of that game, that's the under the weather game this week. Uh, it's the highest total on the board. It's forty-seven. We've mentioned there's going to be snow in some games and some over. This game is going to be eighty-three degrees. Uh, occasional showers going on in this game as well. So, but Matt, the wind might affect Miami throwing the football as well. 15 to 25 mile an hour winds in Miami on Sunday, 18 mile an hour sustained, very similar to what we saw against Buffalo. So does that affect you? That's the numbers for me. New England, Miami under 47 is the under the weather game of the week. Remember heat also affects teams. It a cramp up easier. I know that probably affects New England more than Miami, but Miami hasn't played at home in a while. So uh, I think this game could be very interesting. I am interested to know what your Magic Moneyline parlay is because we got a big fish in there, and I don't want to toot my own horn. I'm not trying to, to play big games or anything, but that, yeah, got to consider if Miami's hurt. It's too, I think it's it's a little too risky, especially just Miami coming off of a loss, too, has me a little short. Sure, it's, it's too many points, but I feel like – I, don't know, I feel like they get the job. They're really good winning at home. So that one, not quite there for me. Like I said, couldn't quite get there with Cincinnati because it is a huge risk as it is to do against, especially when now Purdy, again, I maybe Purdy gets elevated by the time. I cannot imagine that. Uh, Pittsburgh's in there. I mean, Pittsburgh, you got to know Pittsburgh is in there. And could get ugly. Well, I guess I mean, it's going to get ugly one way or the other. Could get ugly with the Giants. Uh, I don't hate it. There. I don't hate it. Uh, they would be plus 124 to go along with another plus 120 with the Steelers, uh, which would be 392. Or okay. we go the other NFC East matchup <sighs> and you take the Commanders plus 260, which would get us to 692 on the parlay. What is that's your- kind of where I'm stuck between. But I, is Sam how Sam how 
taking out the Eagles, fade the Sunday night winner. A lot of injuries. I don't care injuries. what the injury report says. They're they're banged up. I think we gotta take Washington. We called it called call it a couple weeks ago too. Is that like Steel- a gut thing, right? Yeah, Steelers in Washington. I think that's it. <laughs> and it's a big one. We're gonna try and get it back. We're trying to get it way up. Plus six ninety two. Let's lock it in. That's it. Two sixty right. and one twenty on the Steelers. Oh, big game hunting once again. I love it. We don't have a bet the narrative this week, but I think we need to take a break because uh, losing a triple bet the narrative is pretty tough. So, like, if yeah, he, he take he take one one and one anytime over that. The narrative though next week is what? Like, if you were just looking at the board here, like. Maybe we go maybe Washington and be like, hey, Philly no, like struggling. I think I think and I think Lou would agree with this one too. Houston. And I think it's just it's a nail in the coffin for the number one, number two pick. Yeah. The proof. I it. think I think Houston steamrolls Carolina. That might be it. I think you might be right on that. That's a favorite that he would like. CJ Stroud gonna prove why he should wouldn't care that, that it moved from three to three and a half. That's no. as ugly as that is. Yeah, that's that's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah, that's definitely his pick. All right, we're putting it in for you, Lou. Uh that's it, and that's all. Fantastic job. I am excited. I think we had some disagreement along with a lot of agreement. We had what three mind melds in this game? I say you're you're recency biased. You only just you only hated my last pick, but like, I hated. Other it. than that, so we were you know, and then we each had a game that the other one couldn't stomach and like didn't didn't look at. But other than that, we were we were in sync this this week, and I, I knew it. Looking at this again, just home dogs, home divisional dogs. There's like there's so much there's there's so much out there that we we both always lean to. We didn't talk about one game. Dallas Rams. Where are you leaning on? I am all over the place on that. But if we listen to myself multiple weeks ago, that Dallas, that pass rush is one of the best in the league going against this offensive line. They off, should off the bye. They should run through them. But that Dallas offense has been bad. Yeah, they were pretty good last week, though. Dak played pretty well. You know, 20 it points. Was, it was efficient. Uh, they made points. Like I say, Dallas is a team that is not going to blow you out anymore. Feel like I feel like they're going to just win the game the way they need to win it. You know that's why like six and a half is horrible. But like well, they, it's like could be a blowout or it could be a three point game. Now we're getting six, so maybe you push. You never know. All right, we'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Matt, we'll see you next week. I'm coming up next week, so that's something during the week though. Yeah. No, no football Sunday, sadly. Yeah, well, we'll get together. We'll have some we'll, nosh. We'll have some. Well, we'll definitely nosh. No question about it. Maybe Monday night. Monday night. Mm. Who knows? I know you need a, a new hidden pizza fix, so you know where to come for that. You're darn tootin', as they say down here uh, in you in Virginia, in the Commonwealth. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Every week, we can catch you on Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod. Catch us on Sports Country Radio. Listen to that. That's awesome. Online internet radio station. And then the picks will be on X on Sunday at 12.30 p.m. Put them up. Uh, for Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silver, I am Dan Zampano. Thank you for listening once again, week eight edition of the Sunday Cup.
The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at The Sunday Card. And remember, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.